This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And the number is 412-919-1316. And let's get to the phones. We'll start up at the top there. We got Big John from Texas. Hello, Big John. Welcome to the locker room. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, I like I like to start off by saying uh, Happy Victory Tuesday. Yeah, there we uh, go. It was ugly. <laughs> uh, like, like it was an ugly win, just because you know we had a momentum, and like you said, you kind of had that Eeyore effect. Like, okay, this is too easy. But uh, they they played 60 minutes the Bears, and uh, we uh, we luckily. You know, Wizard of Oz came through. Uh, you know, he, uh, I guess, uh, took one for the team last week and, you know, got hurt. But at the same time, I think, uh, you know, we moved, we took a couple steps back from from the from the progress we were making. But still confident, you know, we can build off that. No injuries, hopefully, from last night. And uh, a game balls go to, uh, I'll give one to Cam. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Cam Cam is always. I mean, he's he's down in the trenches, and like you said, there's no Alulu, there's no to it. It's kind of you know one man wreck, wrecking crew down low, down in the trenches. True. And uh, and uh, the other one, uh, I give to uh, well Ben. Ben's you know even though you know everybody keeps on saying week to week, oh he's too you know he's too slow, he's old, he's what's his name, but hey the guys uh. You know, doing what he can to lead us and uh, keep uh, keep bringing victories. And Coach Tomlin's at 150 victories, so you know that's a good combination those two have have created for uh, Steeler Nation over the last you know 18 years, 15 years together. So, uh, but yeah, guys, hopefully we'll do better in uh, Detroit. Uh, great listening to y'all, and God bless y'all. Thank you so yeah, much. I appreciate it, Big John. Greatly appreciate you, brother. And we also know that he's always near and around the purveyors of great barbecue down there. Yes, he is. is. Yes, he Which is. is. Always near and dear S- to us. Ha- have a celebratory brisket for us. Yes, there you go. You know, one of the things that we, we can't overlook is the turnaround that, that really is one of the bedrock and foundational elements of this turnaround is Ben Roethlisberger and the fact that he's nearly completing 70% of his passes that he's uh, over the last three, four games prior to this, you know, and that, well, going into last night's game, 70, we were on 67%, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 750 yards, whatever. Um, the, th- the thing about it is um, no turnovers. That's big. And again, Ben didn't turn the ball over last night. Yeah, I mean, and even when that Deontay Johnson – Pass. Remember, Deontay doesn't look up, and at the last second, he ricochets the ball right. off his hand. That saved a pick. You know, I, I kept saying that in the broadcast. I was like, "Yes, that was a bad throw, but it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yes." So his hand deflection actually saved us and kept Ben Sheet clean. Yeah. You know, so that so that's one of the things where you look at. Ah, was it great? You would love to have made the pass, but at the same time, it's like, hey, it could have been way worse. And I think I think you're right. I think. You know, everybody gets enamored with stats, right? You know, it's all about fantasy football. It's all about, oh, how many points are you putting up in fantasy? At the end of the day, football players don't care about fantasy. I care about what goes down in the W column. That's very true. And I said it last night. 
Guess what letter is close to closest to W than L in the dictionary? U for ugly. So uh, I'll ugly. take I'll take ugly because that leads to wins. Why are you looking at me when you say ugly? I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying I, I've been looking at you the whole time. Did my eyes squint a little bit? Maybe, but I was still keeping constant eye contact, so it, it doesn't matter. Ugly, ugly. It darted the eyes away that I stared at him. In case you were wondering, because we're not on video. Uh, exactly. <clears throat> Oh, my goodness, yes, indeed. We're just rolling on here in the locker room. By the way, I think that was my wife's first reaction to a date we had when she was looking at me. Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years ago, by the way. Yesterday hey. was 25th, a wedding anniversary to my beautiful bride, Faith Dale Wolfley. I love you, babe. Thank you so much for all you have done and meant in my life. Oh, I love Once again, woman. the U is close to W. Ugly <laughs> equals wedding. There you go. There you winning. go. 25 years. You've won. Hey. You've won. And winning. Hey, winning. We're winning, Just baby. Just say, hey, that, hey, so it's all good. Ugly victories still count as victories. <laughs> That's when I convinced her to marry me yeah. for crying out loud. Poor girl. It's going to be ugly, but it's going to be beautiful all at the same time. There you go. All right, the number is 412-919-1316. Let's go to Eddie in Virginia Beach. Eddie, you're in the locker room. Hello, guys. How y'all doing today? Fantabulous, Eddie. Wonderfully delirious. On a victory Tuesday. <laughs> That's yes. right. Uh, uh, my game ball goes to Najee. That running back we have is very special. He do not give up on the runs, and he do not stop pumping his legs. Yeah, you know, you watch him; he pounds away, Eddie. You know, that's one of the things yes, I love about him. He is, is they said about him in training camp. I can't remember who said it. He don't duck no bump. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't. Yeah. You know, he is physical and he plays big. And I'll tell you what, his ball security, which I shouldn't even talk about it because that's like jinxing him. Poor Jeez, guy. Why are you jinxing? Yeah, him, I know. Wolf? All right, just think. There's somebody out there who carries the ball and catches the ball, and he's a young guy and exhibits great ball security. So without mentioning any names. Yeah, or numbers. Numbers, yes. Yeah. Unknown running back maybe, player. <laughs> maybe you guys can explain this better to Army. On that punt, when we um, push the guy into the ball, is that an illegal play or that should have been our ball? And then on that Ray Ray McCaff um, fumble, he was down, even though the ball moved, but he still had the ball to his body until he hit the ground, and then they punched it out. I don't think that was a fumble. I think that was could have been our ball. Well, okay, so for the Ray Ray fumble, I'll take that one. Um, the ball was moving before his knee hit, yeah. so therefore creating it as a fumble-type play. So the ball, like you said, was not secure. Yes, it was pressed against his body, but it was not in the original position that it was as he was going down. The, so the ball was right. falling out, so it was not secured at that moment. Hence why when his knee hit, the ball squirts out, it's still a live ball. Like, it's different okay. if you go to the ground, both hands are over it, it's in a right. secure position, knee, elbow hits, then you can say caused by ground contact, right? But it wasn't. It was already moving as he's falling, so therefore to the referee looking at it, it's already in a fumble in a, in a fumble position. Like the fumble's been initiated at that point, and now it has to survive through the fall. And it didn't survive through the right. fall. You know, here's the yeah. thing about it now. If you go back to the John Madden rule, if the if three guys sitting at a bar think it's yeah. a fumble or think it's not a fumble, 
That's what it should be because of the instant replay and everything else. Because now, here's the thing about it. Once you've defined what a catch is and then something else arises, now you've got the next link in the chain of instant replay that has to occur, and it becomes absolutely mind-boggling, you know, because in my day, that that probably would have been uh, a, you know, a dead ball. You yeah. know, Ray Ray gone to the ground, he still had it, and it was pinned against his leg. You know, and then the the ground can't cause a fumble. So, yeah. um, you know, in, back in the day. So, I don't know. Instant replay just gets – it, it begoggles me at times, you know, yeah. with, uh, with the overwhelming, you know, this leads to that and that leads to this. Yeah, and you also have six guys at a bar at that point. Yeah, okay. Wearing stripes now, okay. that make that decision. <laughs> so, and we saw last night their decision-making is not the best. But at the same time, they did make a decision and – it hurt us in the moment, but then it came back to. What be was okay the other the question? On the punt, and um, when um, T, not TJ, but his brother pushed the guy into the ball, and uh, we recovered it, and they called it that he was down. Uh, how did that work? I don't uh, remember that play. I don't remember because I thought he still got on top of it in that moment. Yeah. No, we still, we recovered. We recovered the ball. Uh, it was on the sideline when first he kicked it to the sideline, and the guy was standing there, and we pushed him into the ball. Oh, 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 yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now okay, yeah, yeah. okay first of all, it's not Percy. All right, it's Presley. Presley, right? I know. See, see, look, it's not see, just me. It's Max, not just you me. dumbed him down. No, Eddie, I, I apologize, brother. Yeah, all Presley right? Harvin. I know it starts with a P, <laughs> and Percy is more well known, but punter, punters do matter too. In games, well, the but. one guy when who was it that? Oh, it was it was Marcus Allen, Chico. Yeah. Chico pushed the Chicago Bear guy into the ball, yeah. but he was also standing out of bounds, and I think they'd whistled the ball dead and everything else at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he, he he was standing on the edge, and yeah, you can't initiate that type of contact to force it when a guy is giving himself up. Quarter, there was but. a little chicanery and skullduggery going on there. Yeah, yeah. So so that, that that's why it didn't count. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, thank you guys for your input. Thank you so yeah, much, have Eddie. A good day. Hey, man, have Go a good ready. day, brother. You take care. Thank you so you much. Too. And the number is 412-919-1316. We got Thomas in the car. Thomas, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing good. We're doing great. The only thing I didn't do was pick up some dadgum donuts for a good Tuesday, uh, you know, Victory Tuesday Donut Day or something. But you you brought an apple. Yeah. I brought I, I brought an apple to much shame. Yeah. You, you probably had a couple hours of sleep. You didn't have time for that. Huh? Yeah, you know that you got to. That's the problem. You get up and then you got to start reviewing tape and you got to start making notes and then you know there it's you, go. uh, you got to try and eat. You know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're always yeah, trying to eat. <laughs> we're, we're, we're master foragers. <laughs> What's that, brother? For you guys. What's okay. that? Yeah, a couple questions. Uh, on a couple of occasions, it was third and one, at least two, maybe three occasions, where they have this uh, package where Ray Ray McLeod's in the game. And I'm like, what's he doing in the game on third and one? And, I, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why wouldn't you have, like, a big body in there, give it to this, Start running back and, and 
Teddy Yard. Does that make any sense? Well, here's the thing that what what Ray Ray did. He was great decoy. If you yes. remember the one, he went in motion when he threw it to Chase Claypool, and it was a tremendous yeah. catch by Chase. And Ray Ray tripped over <laughs> the offensive lineman's feet yeah. and fell. I think it just made everybody in the Bears go, "What was that?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. See that flash? It's like, wow, it's great tumbling exhibition there. Oh, we got a guy over the top. <laughs> progressing throughout um you know it's it's at times it's a bit like three steps forward two steps back uh this was just one of those games where people they just didn't play as well as what they're capable of playing what they showed on tape in cleveland against in my opinion a better defense uh they did not put that same sort of ability together as a fivesome last night but the important thing again is when you have young people and you have those three steps forward, two steps back sort of thing occurring. If you can accomplish that without losing, if you can learn these lessons that you have to have in, in professionalism, being prepared week in, week out, putting your best foot forward, your best performance at a high level forward each and every week, you know, as long if you can still get the W, no matter how ugly it is, it's going to catch up and be better for you in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hope they keep improving, and hopefully they will. I I, I just I hope Ray Ray's not in on third one anymore. Just put a big dude in there and get the first down. Just 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 put more body, more bigger bodies around each other. I mean, and I think that that's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you want to make it nasty. You want to make it ugly. I mean, but I think, you know, for the Steelers, the way they had that package in for the entire game, it wasn't just that one. It was they, it was a lot, it was a lot of misdirection. It was a lot of motions, you know, a lot of stuff that's just motion. Yeah, that's yep. the Matt Canada kind yeah. of kind of footprint on there. And they kind of went to yeah. that scheme versus what they'd done the previous weeks, right? When you do line up big, right? Throw in Zach Gentry, throw in Pat Fryer moving, throw in, you know, in that instance it would have been Kevin Rader instead of Eric Ebron, right? Right. Go go 13 personnel and just try and gut it out. I think they were still trying to spread guys out in that moment, and it didn't work. It wasn't working, yeah. There was too many beef eaters still within the uh, confines of the, of the box. Yeah. Boy, you got it, guys. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Don't be a stranger. Call on back here. Uh, okay, time for a break. So says Jacob the Ninja, and you don't mess with the ninjas. When they tell you to break, it's about time to break. So That's we'll right. be back with more after this because we don't want to get busted up. Nope. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And the Locker Room rolls on. Wolf starts in the Ninjas. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio, 
412-919-1316. Let's go back to the phones. We've got CR in Chicago, and I imagine that CR has got to be there with Juan. So let's go to Chicago and Ch- Charleston, right? That's where, yeah, that's where CR, or I'm sorry, that's where Juan is supposed to be. Hello, welcome to the locker room, fellas. Good morning, guys. CR, good to Chicago. One, two, three. Hey, good morning, guys. Juan, the Carolina Connection. One, two, three. <laughs> it's Victory, Victory Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. There we go. So you guys are on it today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on it today. All right. What do you got? You got game balls right, you want to give I'll, out? I'll go first. But game balls on offense, we got to give it to move. I like it. I like it. Pat Fryer move. Move. Definitely okay. Two and big TD catches. And on, and on defense, got to get one to um, TJ. The guy is the man. And also honorable mention Cam because I didn't even know he intercepted that ball until they showed the replay. So I got to give him one. And also, and on special teams, like I told everybody last night. So if y'all hear anybody say this thing, that's my saying. And balls I trust. So got to give it to balls well because he's the first kicker in NFL history. With 250 yards and he recovered a uh, fumble, so he's the first kicker to ever do that. Very good yeah. indeed. I, I will like say, it. I got to say this: Cam Hayward, the interception. It's the first time I've ever seen a hug up on an offensive lineman, and you get the interception anyhow. <laughs> Listen, they were running an O line screen, and Cam yeah. snuffed it out. <laughs> and, it, and also, we had uh, we had a couple of history last night. Coach T passed um, Coach Cowell, Big Ben. He's um, number three all time with. Um, a minute or a minute or 30 seconds left on the clock with our 50 um, four-quarter comebacks. And also, T.J. is the fourth um, youngest to reach 60 um, career sacks. There you go. You're all over your yeah, stats. Good job. Statisticians today. Love it. All right. What else okay. you got? And, and, and for me, um, I got the uh, special team. I'm going to go with the boss, three for three, especially that final kick plus the fumble recovery. On offense, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Big Ben for that final drive. And as Juan said, uh, he um, he's uh, tied with, with Tom Brady, and he did that at, uh, with uh, a good job on that. And then on, on defense, I'm going to go with Watt uh, for his three sacks. And then special uh, game ball to Coach T, as he's uh, 150th team win, and he's uh, uh, the first one uh, to, um, to um, excuse me, he's second on the all-time for the Steelers. Excellent. Very yeah. good, fellas. Excellent indeed. Yeah. Anything else you got? I like all those. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of things. Uh, 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 Pittsburgh, uh, 19 home win streak on Monday Night Football, the longest of all time. It's the first time Ben has won four games in a row with no picks. Uh, ben has tied Tom, Tom Brady, like you said, 50. Uh, but he, and he did that last time. With uh, seven players, 52 yards, um, a minute and 20 seconds, as he was saying, less than 20. And finally, it's the only team, or the Steelers are the only team in the AFC North with less than 200 points at 161 points. Okay. All right. Anything else, fellas? We appreciate you. We got a ton of hey, people well, in. Hey, yeah, okay, just want to uh, the Tom- Thomas who just called in. Hey, man, if you can tell us where you're at, we certainly would appreciate that, man. All right, then, uh, Wolf, Wolf and Max, hey, man, we, hey, we fat guys. We're going to keep getting fat with all the winners, man. We can't have I'm just saying. No, no, just no. Just just think about it, Juan. We are in the lab still. We're still right. working even though we're winning. 
we're, you know, we don't even need the scale right now. You know, it's, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. We can worry about the scale after Thanksgiving. Let's just keep winning through Thanksgiving, and then we can worry about the scale as we get ready for our New Year's resolution. That'll be the perfect time to start looking at scales again. Hey, hey, you know, you were talking about keep winning. I'm in agreement with Labs on the uncertainty of, of where the Steelers are uh, at least as far as uh, moving forward with the offense and with, with the defense giving up 21 points in the final fourth quarter, man. So we we got we kind of like like you said we kind of like we don't know we're kind of like numbing a little bit because one week they're doing exceptionally well and the next week it's kind of like what's going on pulling our hair out. But hey, a win is a win. So. That's right. Yeah, they're not all going to be pretty in textbook. They're not all going to be pretty in textbook. Ugly is the theme for this year, and as long as they continue to gut it out, and they, you know, it shows the resolve, right? You're not going to get too down on yourself, but also not too high on yourself. It keeps things in perspective for this squad. So, yeah, you, you know, you want it to be prettier. You want to beat, the, but they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat as of right now. So, I think that core principle is what's carrying us that now they can work out the details, right? And, you know, Wolf and I was talking about it. You're going to have to go to the lab, but at least you got to – it's better to teach after a victory than to teach after a loss. Boy, that's the truth. Yeah, so – and we feel so bad for you guys with no sleep, hanging out with the Steelers 24-7. It's just – oh, man, what a life. Man. Life is rough, injuries. man. Life is rough. Life is rough. We didn't even get any donuts this morning. I know, and there's no it. chairs on the sidelines. I know, yeah, I know everybody loves it. There's no chairs on the <laughs> sidelines, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot, a lot of great feel, uh, shoe work. That's right. We got to go, fellas. Oh. Okay, one, two, three. Here Run. we go. Oh, you here blew it! Oh, what are you doing? That gummit one, you it. and here CR. we go. <laughs> I blew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good one. All right. The number is 412-919-1316. Let's go to Circus George in Sarasota, Florida. Circus George, welcome to the locker room, my friend. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, happy Victory Tuesday. I, uh, You know, I grew up in the circus, and that has to be probably the uh, – and I've seen a lot of bear acts. It's probably the worst bear training I've ever seen in my life. You got the bear subdued, and then you let the bear wake up and get get around to it again. He'll give you a couple of swipes across the face or across <laughs> the back of the head. And if that was in a circus, that trainer's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I uh, game balls, I got too many to give out, so I'll have to whittle it down. But I really like what TJ, at the right time, mm-hmm. did. It was like Joe Green or Jack Lambert used to do. I got to take over this game and make a play right now, like Troy we used to do. I got to make a play, and he did. He did. And on offense, I'm saying Pat Fryermuth, the rookie who a lot of people said, why did we draft the guy in the second round and just tight end? That's why. Yeah. Because yeah. he can get open, he's got hands. And that's something we haven't seen, a real threat at tight end in a few years. So it's, it's nice to see it again. You know, George, and, uh, one of the points you make in that is really important is the fact of how – Ben and he are operating now at such a high yep. level this early into his career. I mean, that's that's quite remarkable because those throws, those catches, those are tough ones. Those are back shoulder. Those are things that yep. uh, most rookies they're yeah. not they're not capable. Yeah, of. dropping it over. So a little the top. bit of a gripe here. Yeah. I no longer know what pass interference is. I've always had questions in my head, but I don't know. Especially after the week before in Cleveland, I don't know what holding and and pass interference is. Because I see it, and I see refs with their hands in their pockets. Nothing flying out. So I, 
I mean, help me understand what, what am I missing when the guy has reached completely around the guy, pulling one hip around, and bats the ball away. That used to be pass interference, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I yeah. think... When you twist the guy's hips? Yeah. I think here's the whole thing about it. Um, they have gone to such a uh, chain of evidence in their, the way that they call the penalties and everything else. Um, I, I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what a PI is. I'm not sure anybody really understands what holding is other than when you see the jersey being stretched. Right. You know? That's what I said against the Browns game. I said, what, do they have to take the jersey off before they're going to throw a flag? I mean, I, in spite of that, we went in spite of that, and yeah. that's what I like. I don't like to hear whining about refs cost us. No, refs didn't cost. There were opportunities, even in the Green Bay game. We lost because we missed opportunities. The Bears missed opportunities. We didn't made the most of our opportunities. Had just enough points to win, and that's all you need. You know what? I'll take that. Baltimore, you don't hear anyone in Baltimore saying, oh, geez, you know, they were losing against a bad Vikings team, and they barely won. No, they won. They're in first place in our division. That's what counts. Yeah. All right. No, Thank you, George. Agree. And by the way, what's what's the weather down there in Fair? Uh, it the... is 75 degrees, completely blue skies, zero humidity to speak of. And I'm driving back from Fort Charlotte with a patient right now. He's listening to me gap with you guys. All right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Gentlemen, have a good one. Thank you, George. Thanks, Appreciate George. you so much, man. Uh, you know, that area down there at Sarasota, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. some good stuff. Well, the Ringling Museum is right there. Yeah, well, George, he, he he's not kidding. He, he grew up in a circus. He's married to and, and uh, related to the, the Walenda family. You know, the, oh, the flying Walendas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, wow. I mean, Nick Walenda that crossed uh, Niagara Falls. And do, uh-huh. could, could you ever imagine? Did you see him do that? Yes, I did see the I video saw that. I, like, freaked out. I was like, there's just no way. No. I can't, no. I, no. No. I mean. No. There's if, a lot of ways I, I choose to uh, make my impact on right? this world. That's one I could never do. <sighs> can't no do way. It. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Uh, no. Nope. Uh. Nope. And not that I'm scared of heights. I am. But at that point, I am. Yes. At that point, I am. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a problem until I started flying with the, the late, great Mike Webster. Webby, for crying out loud, he was always talking about, you know, the, the uh, we used to call it the, the Mike Webster Daily Dozen Disaster Report. Somehow, oh, now remember, this is before 24-7 news. He's got, you know, things happening around the world that things just going wrong, you know. And it, <laughs> that's that's what you don't want to hear, Kendrick. No. Hey, Kendrick Clancy, right? I remember Kendrick, the worst when it came to flying. Oh, really? Oh, he was the most nervous dude. I mean, he would sit there, hands are on the armrest, he's looking straight ahead, he's like stiff and like, oh god, and and boy, oh boy, they used to give him the worst because Kendrick Vincent. Kedrick used to sit behind him. Shrek. And, yeah, Shrek, <laughs> Kibali, whatever you want to call it. And he would shake the back of his seat on takeoff. Really? It was freak oh. out, Clancy. Oh, my God. It was the funniest thing, you know, in the moment. But I'm like, that fear was real. That fear was real. <laughs> and he was like, man, if anything happens, you know, because or turbulence. Oh, don't let turbulence happen in the sky. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It, it, most people sleep through it. Like, I, I don't care about turbulence. Right. But 
you hey, as soon as turbulence happens, you just look over at Clancy like, what does he do? <laughs> you know, and, and so it, it, was, it was one of those things. Yeah, some people just aren't good flyers, you know. They you like know, the ground. I'm not. I'm not the flyer that I used to be. I used to really enjoy it, but you see, Webby, Webby would squeeze the back of the chair. You know, the one in front of him would think turbulence. Yeah, and he he literally white knuckles, and he he had such powerful hands. I was afraid he was going to break the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so strong. He just needs that roller coaster bar. That's yeah, what he needs. He needs a roller coaster what, yeah, bar. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> just need this is the this is the this is the Webster seat. This is the Webster seat. No, no, no. It's reinforced with steel. It's got a little got a little got a little handlebar there. That's for Mike Webster. Nobody else sit there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll on. I think we got uh we've got Oh, it's time for break. So saith the the ninja. So That's we right. will take a break the and we'll be back with more. That's right. We'll have more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And last night before the game, I remember walking in and I saw a buddy of mine from years ago, Terry Stubbs, used to work in the locker room occasionally. And, and uh, Stubbsy always used to have this one saying, hook it up strong. You got to hook it up strong. You got to finish out, hook it up strong. And that's just what we're going to do right here in the locker room. That's right. Hook it up strong for one last segment. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. And don't forget, we have the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up following this show here. And, of course, right now we're going to head out to Ohio because Jay is in Ohio and the locker room is in Ohio right at this moment. Jay, Welcome. Hey, guys, thanks so much for taking my call. I was hoping that you could explain this concept to me on the first touchdown, which was the Najee run. So they kicked Dan Moore to the right side of Chukes, and they kept Dan in a two-point stance. And then they replaced Dan on the left side with Gentry, and they put him in a three-point stance. I was just kind of wondering, uh, it was like an unbalanced look. What right, yeah. is the, the advantage of doing that? Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, number one is it, it creates a, a count confusion initially for the defense, and you have to make sure that you alert the referees ahead of time that you're going to do something like this because you don't want to go out and, and ambush them with that, and then they mess up the call and then stop things. But you're trying to out-leverage and give the impression that you're going to run heavy to one side, and you want to make sure that you can out-leverage because you got some beef eaters over there. So if you've got a couple – you've got a guard, uh, two tackles, you got three – X handles across the backside guys in a row, all right, who can come off and out leverage the people there. And then it, actually, he ran it on the backside, if I recall. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things a little misdirect, too. You know, you think you go to the beef eater side and you go to the backside. Well, and you're, you're trying to you're trying to shift the defense over, right? To go heavy to that unbalanced side and leave the backside more exposed. Um, you know, because that also, you know, if, if you're setting it up properly, you run it that way. Say you do actually run it strong with an unbalanced line. Well, Gentry being there on the backside in a three-point, you kind of forget that he's there right. as, as a tight end on the end of the line. So you think later in the game you can come back to that and maybe you run some type of out or some type of deep route, and they're so focused, eyes are one side, you can hit him on the backside on an open pass. But that's one of the things I think they're, they were trying to set up the unbalanced line. It's something that – you know, has been done for years. Yeah. Um, but it just it looks more glaring because you, you also see when they go unbalanced and they shift back to normal. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay, this is this is something that you guys do all the time. Maybe they're setting up something later in later in the year, right? Because sometimes just like two point plays 
We used to rep and 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 rep 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 rep. And then that two point play may come in at week seventeen, week eighteen, you know, in the year. And it's like, oh man, they've been setting this up the whole time, and then it becomes a big play. Right. So I think they're just trying to set something up for later in the year. Is that covered, Jay? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So the follow-up question to what you just said, Max, just based on what you said. So Gentry actually is in that scenario eligible uh, yeah. to catch a pass? Then? Yeah, he's still eligible to catch a pass because the five are still intact. It's just the configuration of that five. Right. So Dan's not declaring eligible. Like the referee doesn't declare Dan eligible, right. and then that makes Zach ineligible. Zach is still eligible, but he's just one man closer, quote-unquote, to the center, but you still have five linemen in the formation on the line of scrimmage. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks so much. Appreciate you, Jay. Thank you, brother. All right, let's roll. We got uh, Lewis from California. Lewis, you're in the locker room, my friend. Hey, gentlemen, it's Orange County for for, uh, my guy out there so he can mark down where we're calling from. Okay. Uh, All right. CR, you go. That's, That's Orange County. Yeah, All right. OC. Yeah, mark, mark it down, CR. Let one know. Uh, but check it out. Uh, I, this is my first time calling this year, so I just wanted to, to uh, celebrate Tunch for just a second. Uh, yes. When we when we volunteer to to leave leave up there and come back down here under the veil, we have but one mission. That mission is to spread the word. And Amen. When you do that, that's a life fulfilled. So congratulations to that man. Yes. Uh, now I'll move on to the game. Um, so one of the things that did mind boggle me a little bit is that. Uh, we continue to try to run on third and short, fourth and short, whatever it might be, uh, right into the belly of that uh, defense, which Goldman was was unfortunately handling uh, uh, Kendrick Green there. He, he, you know, Kendrick, Kendrick's a growing young man uh, as far as as far as position goes, but he was getting pushed into the backfield by Goldman left and right. I just I, I'm just kind of shocked that we didn't try something uh, an alternative to that because just at this point it wasn't going to work. Um, but on the positive note, anytime that you're, anytime that you give up a special teams touchdown, that that you're, 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 the defense first of all doesn't get a chance to take a breath, and you give up a special teams touchdown, seven point swing. It's very rare that the team comes out with a victory. So, as, as it may not look like a, a a great victory, but at the end of the day, like like Max said earlier, I'll take the ugly win. Uh, <laughs> when we gave up that that uh, touchdown and what a draft class this team seems to have put together here uh so excited about especially the first two scorers uh in Najee and 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 Fryermuth. I wish you guys get a get a word now <laughs> no yeah. appreciate you calling Lewis look one of the things that you you learn is that when you get pressure on the center um you know a guy like Goldman and especially for a young buck, uh, when that guy can time the snapper or, or is very good at it, as Goldman was. He was a serious player, man. Yeah. Uh, and Akeem Hicks is in there too. There was, <laughs> there's a lot of you know big bodies down in there, and they weren't getting the push exactly as they wanted. But still, Najee and a couple of them was able to pick his way for the fourth, uh, for the first down, and one time airmailed himself again over the top. And uh, it's it's a process. I mean, this is a process where they've got to learn how to. You got to come off and be able to dig a guy out, even though you're snapping the ball, and you got to use that snap as a weapon. And um, you know, I, the big thing about it is you learn, and you didn't learn by losing. You learned with a win. So you take those those lessons and move forward. Well, and I, I think also, you know, you look at it. Kendrick Green has now doubled his starting experience. Good point. Yes, in, in <laughs> only college, eight in I mean, college in center. Yeah, yeah, only eight in college, and now eight in the pros. So, 
I mean, he's still so raw at the center position, whereas traditionally when you're drafting a center to come in and play, he's he's had about 40, 50 games under his belt, yeah. right? You know, a lot of centers are, are longtime starters. So, you know, that's where we kind of have to have a little bit of patience. I know, I know it's tough when you're in the middle of a season. Right. You're like, uh, patience? What? No, no, this dude needs to be ready. But he's, st- he's still learning on the job. I mean, yes, is it frustrating? Absolutely, because for as good as it is, then it's as bad as it is. And I think, you know, thinking about this, having four – rookie starters on the offense is a tough task. That's significant. That's significant. And it's at your two most pinnacle positions on the offensive line, not to mitigate, you know, or, or downgrade what the two guards and the right tackle does, but a left tackle and a center blindside and the guy who touches the ball every play. Those are two positions where you don't normally put a young guy in there and tell him, go right at the beginning of a season they've done it since week one and they have learned on the job right they've been in the fire every single week and it's going to be ugly it's going to be a transitional process because every snap is a learning snap for these guys they don't have like i always talk about they don't have the requisite knowledge they don't have the rolodex to be able to draw on these experiences Everyone's new. So when Kendrick Green's getting cross-faced by Eddie Goldman and then Eddie Goldman's making a play in the backfield, that's something that's like, okay, I can't get hit on the cross-face. I can't get hit on the swim move. I've got to now change my technique. I've got to go to the lab and work on this. So it makes it really tough um, for us to really – like I can't be too hard on them, but at the same time you're like, okay, this is our mistake. Is this it? Is this it? Okay, we're not going to be on the same cross-face again, right? We're learning. We're learning. We're taking notes. You know, that's where I am. And and like you said, you don't know until the next game. So True. you look at the next game, you say, okay, is he going to get beat on the cross face when we get D- Detroit? Hopefully not, because he learned from Chicago that that's what they're going to do. Because once you put it on tape, expect to see it for the next four games, a month, until you show them that that's not an issue anymore. And that's, that's what the guys are going through. Right. They're going to have to put it on tape that they can't do it. Dan Moore, you cannot – lose your outside hand, and drop your leg. It shortens the corner. And Robert Quinn did it more than one occasion against you. Um, you've got you've got to figure out how to fight that pressure. Throw a shadow punch, right? Take it, Throw it out, take it back in before he can hit it, and then re-stab re, re, uh, re, again. Those are the things you, you've got to learn, and that's the thing that they're learning. So it makes it so tough because this isn't a veteran offensive line group. This isn't watching, like, the Cleveland O-line. This isn't watching, you know, other elite offensive lines, the Dallas Cowboys. And look what the Dallas Cowboys offensive line went through last week against D- Denver. Right. Like, you're, you're, sometimes you're going to grab the bull, and sometimes the bull's going to grab you, right? I mean, I think that's how you have to kind of treat it. But, yes, ugly victories, at least you get to learn under, under the li- less amount of pressure, which is a victory, and you get to learn this, versus after a loss, it gets a lot more visceral. It gets a lot more real. So at least they're getting that type of curve. But, yeah, it's things they have to clean up. They have to get better at this, and they have to continue to progress because you can't get stagnant. You get complacent, that's when you get sloppy, and sloppy leads to losses. Well, to quote the uh, the dear brother of uh, our dear brother, Tunchilkin, uh, and forgive my, my spotty uh, Turkish, but Bazanaya, Bazanaya Nava, which is uh, Turkish for sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes the bear eats you, which I found oh, yeah. very appropriate. 
I've never had bear meat. Never no, I've never meat. had bear meat, but you know what? They had it last night. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they did. Hey, must taste good. A little tough. Little it's a little tough. Little, 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 little tough. stringy, you know. It's yeah. got a lot, a lot of sinew. Yeah, it and lingers. Of, it lingers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's petty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm hip on the on the bear meat. That's for sure. But I do know this. This that's was why I live in the city. One. Yeah. That's why I live in the city. Yeah. yeah you don't hope. have to worry about bears. Yeah. There you go. No, no bears. Uh, the biggest thing about it is coming through with this with a win and getting that win done. And despite the, all the the different things that went on last night, it's a teaching th- this situation. Um, the biggest mystery in my mind right now is they have to solve is these second half leads that they're giving away. The low. You know, yeah. Whether the it's the Seattle, what have you. You know, Denver. Vegas. Uh, Denver. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they've they've got to come to some sort of. Uh, understanding what's going on in that. And I don't know uh, if it's about the defense just being, you know, not being able to get off the field or if the offense is being plagued at the time with not being able to come through with some long drives and putting the points on the board. Those are, these are things you got to get uh, this afternoon, got to get back in, in between napping and, uh, Getting ready and for some show responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. We'll try to watch a little bit of video and see exactly what's going on. I will tell you what, because one thing about it is from the booth, it's hard to take everything in, you know, because yeah. you're so far away. Man, for 20 yeah. years, I had your view. You're just down there right in the midst of it. You're down with the testosterone and all the blood and everything else. Yeah. Love it. But but you also you get to see the more full field view. True. Because I get a side right. or an angle. So so normally when I see it, I can see one half of the picture and deduce what happened on the other side of the picture. Whereas you get kind of the all twenty two, right? You get the sky view. Absolutely. But sometimes you miss like the little small things. So it has its advantages and disadvantages, and hence why both of us are calling the game together. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. The good thing about it is I don't know if you ever you know, you talk to Doc Bradley and them guys. Oh, Doc, Doc Bradley gives me gum before every half. Oh yeah, well, you gotta tell me that's, hey, that's a superstition. Stick me out a bar. You know, yeah, they got those I, protein bars. Yeah, I need I need to do that. I need yeah, to see, get better with that. See, or or talk to the ball boys to bring me a hot dog. Well okay. they always have hot dogs in the locker room. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. That's for the not when, when you're not dressing. Okay. You know, there, there's that's a little, a little, little insider, side room. Yeah, little a little side insider. room there that has some hot dogs. Okay. So I need to I need I need I need to get in with the ball boy and Doc Bradley so I get a bar and a dog on the sidelines. Ooh. That's what I'm gonna work on. See now because that's a little uh you know, you got a little a little hot dog, a little little dessert action with a protein bar, you know? Exactly. Some of those are pretty good. Yeah, some of them are. The the, uh, the chocolate chip one was my favorite. I like protein. that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, one of the good things that you could do is stand by because we will take you into the Mike Tomlin press conference. Um, that's down on the south side. And then uh, I have to get uh, Max to the airport today because Max is heading back to Phoenix tonight, and you'll join us via uh, Zoom tomorrow. Yep. Uh, from Phoenix and the Valley of the Sun. That's right. And then I'll be back here Saturday for the Hall of Honor dinner. My goodness, you are just a flying maniac. All right, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back with the Mike Tomlin press conference right after this.